Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you know that making a donation to Daystar can help reduce your taxes? And what you donate is up to you. Whether you want to give cash or non-cash items, such as a vehicle, house, oil and gas leaks, stocks and bonds, or other valuable items, your donations are deductible. Now is the time to sow a seed into this dynamic ministry and help Daystar reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To donate or get more information, call, log on, or email gifts at daystar.com. Daystar is sending God's message across the country and around the world. You're a blessing. You've experienced it. Now tell a friend about Daystar. Coming up on the Potter's Touch. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Moses, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So shall the Son of Man be lifted up. The fairy things that almost killed you, that brought you to your knees, that made you think you would never be anything. You don't understand. He wasn't trying to kill you. He was making a cure out of you. And you are watching the Potter's Touch. Thank you so much for watching. I pray it blesses you today. I know you're going through some struggles, but hold on. Help is on the way. I looked at this text, and I thought it was interesting that it starts with a bite, and it ends with a question, begging for cure. It reminded me of Numbers. You remember over in Numbers when the children of Israel were going through the wilderness and the Bible said that God allowed the cockatrice and the serpents to bite them. And Moses began to step over the diseased and infected and swollen and dying. And he asked God for a cure. And we went over to Numbers 21. Glory to God. Uh, verse number six, I think. Yeah, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. See, they didn't say they had sinned until they started dying. 
see, that's that's the way people do. It's only when push comes to shove that people start confessing we got a problem. It's a bad, it's a bad thing. Trouble will make you be honest. Trouble will make you stop lying. Oh, y'all not going to talk to me. You got to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. When it gets hard enough in there, you say, oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 we, 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 we have, we have sinned. So we have spoken against the Lord. And we have spoken against you, Moses. We've spoken against God. We've spoken against leadership. And now we're laid here, bit up and swollen. We, we were talking about you, but pray for us. We made your life miserable, but pray for us. We kept you up at night, but pray for us. Uh, pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Prayed that the Lord would take away the serpents from us. I don't want to live with these snakes. I got snakes in my marriage. I got snakes in my finances. I got snakes in my business. And I can't pray away my own snakes. I need you to pray that you would take the snakes from amongst us. Fighting my peace. Fighting my joy. Fighting my health and my strength and my energy. I will not live with you. I will not live with you. I will not bring myself down to your level and fall with you. I will not slither with you. I will not cry with you. I declare war. Don't ever snake in your life. Moses is praying about snakes to get them out, to drive them away. And God said to Moses, make one. Make me a flowery serpent. No, Lord, you didn't understand. I'm trying to get rid of. I'm trying to get rid of snakes, and you're asking me to make one. He says, make me a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass. Don't go to the look back. He made a serpent of brass. In order to make a serpent of brass, you have to take the brass and beat it. You have to beat the brass into the shape of a snake. This is what Isaiah will later mean when he says he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was oozed by iniquity. Moses lifted up the serpent that was beaten. <laughs> so that anything that had been bitten could look on the serpent that was beaten. Oh, you'll get it when you get home. <laughs> I didn't find my life. And it came to pass that if the serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. He lived. Why in the world would God have him beat the brass into the very thing I'm trying to get over? Why? Why didn't he have him make it into an angel? Why did he have him make it into some, a, a dove or some holy symbol? We have all kinds of holy symbols in Scripture. Why would he beat it into a separate A separate is a wicked thing. A separate is a slithering, crawling thing. A separate is a curse thing. The first time we ever read about a serpent, he's been regarded God 
sending his son in the likeness of, of sinful flesh. Oh, you just got it. God sent his son in the likeness, in the shape of the very thing he came to destroy. He took on him the form. Jesus said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. And if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, how? Are you getting it? I want you to get it. So, he who knew no sin, I'm in the book this morning. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He became what he was not. So we could be what we could not. Did you know that when you are bitten by a snake, that the serum that heals you is made from the venom that bit you? Oh, I'm headed somewhere. That means that the same thing that brings the curse brings the blessing. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm going to say that again. The same thing that brings the curse brings the blessing. That's why I can tell you, yes, you meant it for evil, but God, what looks like a rosa is just redirection. The serpent of the garden excited, but he bit her thinking. Anytime the enemy can get in your head, he has gotten into your what feels like an obstacle is an opportunity. God does laser surgery. While other people are fooling around with stuff that don't have nothing to do with the issue, God knows exactly what is causing the whole thing to be shut down in your life. God is about to reroute you because you are shifting in a new direction. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive this encouraging four-method series on CD. What he promised you is not a lie. You may have to However, when your gift is $110 or more, you will receive a Shifting in a New Direction series on CD, DVD, and USB drive, as well as its sweet travel tumbler as our thank you. Allow God to shift you in a new direction today. Jesus became sin to save the sinner. Wait a minute. I'm going somewhere. 
I'm going through it. See, you got to understand. I never could understand this. The Bible says, watch this. There is no temptation taking you. But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. Watch this. But will with the temptation. With the temptation. Also make a way of escape. I didn't realize that the same thing that came with Timothy also has a way of escape because the serum is made from the venom. So they went for evil, but God made it. I didn't understand that when Goliath came down to fight David, and he brought a sword to kill David. That the same sword that he was going to kill became the sword that cut out. I'm trying to tell you what they did against you. God is going to take that same. The serum is made from the venom. Moses was somebody's serum, even though he was somebody's venom. <laughs> I'll stay with you. Jonah. Jonah, go down there and preach to Nineveh. Because Nineveh has disobeyed me. Why would you send Jonah to preach to the disobedient when Jonah disobeyed you right before he went? He says, I'm going to use the very venom that made you run to the Tarsus. And I'm going to use you at your worst estate when you fell all the way down to the bottom of the mountains, when you are swallowed up in the belly of the fish, I'm going to turn you all the way around and send you to preach to Nineveh. Repent, I'm going to use a man who just got back up from sinning to preach repentance. Y'all can't handle this. Y'all can't handle this. Y'all can't handle this. Aaron was dancing naked around the cast. Pastor Moses had gone up on the mountaintop and Aaron was down at the bottom of the mountain dancing naked with the whole congregation getting their freak on. Wow! They were dancing naked. God was designing his priest guard because God will always make the sheriff out of the views. He said, Moses, I got one man that I'm going to use as high priest. Who is the man, Lord? You see that brother down there dancing naked around the camp? I'm, I'm going to make him 
the one man that has access to the holy of the holy. He's naked right now, but I'm making clothes for him. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm talking to somebody. Jesus was a serum solution. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Peter was a serum solution. Peter, I'm going to use you greatly, but before I use you, you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me so bad that you're afraid to come back. When Jesus rises up from the dead, he said, tell him to meet me in Galilee and get Peter to get old Peter who was cussing while they were trying to kill me. The very one messed up. He's going to do the inaugural address on the day of Pentecost. Tell Peter, I know you've been bitched. But the spirit is made from the devil. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. But the devil told you that God could never use you. But the devil is a liar. Give God 60 seconds of crazy faith. <laughs> the Apostle Paul was the Saddam Hussein of the New Testament church. He went from city to city. He was a terrorist. He was a Christian killer. God called him on the road to Damascus and said, you think you are venom, but I am going to make my serum out of you. He led him away blind and made him the greatest apostle of the New Testament church. Somebody turn around in a circle. That's what God is getting ready to do in your life. He's going to make beauty out of your ashes. He's going to make joy out of your mind. He's going to make victory out of your deceit. And the very thing that the devil used against you, God said, I'm getting ready to... If you believe for a turnaround, turn around in a circle and sit down a prayer.
what feels like an obstacle is an opportunity. Doctors are surgery. While other people are fooling around with stuff that don't have nothing to do with the issue, God knows exactly what is causing the whole thing to be shut down in your life. God is about to relaunch you because you are shifting in a new direction. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive this encouraging four-message series on CD. What he promised you is not a lie. You may have to read a little bit, but you're going to get there. Touch them and say you're going to get there. However, when your gift is $110 or more, you will receive the Shifting in a New Direction series on CD, DVD, and USB Drive, as well as a free travel tumbler as our thank you. Allow God to shift you in a new direction today. As long as you act like you don't run out, you don't give it no place to run in. But if you open up and say, I'm out of it, I don't know what to do, I can't bring it, I can't bring it together, I can't handle it, you'll run in and fill up. Bishop Jenks, I love you and I appreciate you for pouring into us and being our constant mentor for people that sometimes we have never even met. Thank you for thinking about people like us, whether we're big or small, and just having the desire to teach us and make us better. Thank you for trusting God. Trusting God and pushing forward. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you is all I can say. We would love to hear from you. Share your story on how today's message has blessed you. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We look forward to seeing you next time on Friday. A talk show focused on hope for a brighter tomorrow. Relevant, thought-provoking, and real. Normal people overcoming real-life struggles. Isn't it about time you hear some good news? Live at noon, 11 Central, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Only on Daystar. You are making an impact. It's the kind of impact that launches hope. The kind of impact that reaches millions. The kind of impact that echoes in eternity. Because love will not be stopped when we stand together. With one heart. For seven billion reasons. And we're just getting started. Discover the difference you're making today. Hi everybody, I'm Kurt Franklin. And I think it's so important that our lives not work have an important impact on the next generation. That's why I'm so excited that they start finding so many incredible ways to reach out and send hope across America and around the world. You've experienced it. Now tell a friend to watch Daystar. Today's generation. Daystar is their own. Daystar is The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. 
Have you ever felt the pain of being undervalued or overlooked? John Gray suffered both as a victim of sexual abuse and bullying, divorced parents, and an alcoholic father. All of the negative things that have happened in your life were not God sentencing you to pain. He was trusting you with it. Wow. You can be trusted with pain. You can be trusted with treasure. Because the treasure comes from the pain. It comes from the process. Next on Life Today. And 
And that's exactly what God is doing here. I watched my mother build bridges beyond race, beyond cultural boundaries of specificity. I watched my mother become broad and loving. And these were lessons that have informed me to this day. Being at Lakewood is not just about being at the largest platform uh, in this country from a media standpoint or even a venue standpoint. It's about being able to reach countless nations with the gospel of Jesus and being an extension of Pastor Joel's heart and building bridges in a time where culture unfortunately still matters. But the only color that matters to me is red, and that's the blood of Jesus. And so all of the other things have to fall away. There ain't going to be no black section in heaven. There won't be a white section of heaven or a Mexican section of heaven. There won't be a Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, or Holy Spirit. There's going to be one heaven. You got it. And if you got a problem with diversity, heaven's going to be a problem for you. <laughs> and it is absolutely beautiful, and there is there, everyone is unique. Yes. Uh, no one is uh, unimportant. That's right. Everybody's a vital part of the body of Christ. Absolutely. We can get over the division. It's the devil, the father of lies.
snares. He tried to lay for our feet, Lord God. You have given us victory over it, Lord God. So we are victorious, Lord God. We are champions because we trust and believe in you. We are more than conquerors, Lord God, because we confess Jesus our Lord and Savior. Father God, we ask right now that you will crown Sam, Lord God. Give him the words and the knowledge, Lord God, and, and the ability to speak the words that you have given to to speak to us this day, Lord God. Let his prayers, Lord God, go up from his mouth to your ears, Lord God, and hear, Lord God, what he has to say for, Lord God, on behalf of all of us as he intercedes. Lord God, we ask that you cover his household. We ask you to cover his father, his mother, his tenants, Lord God, his daughter. Cover him, Lord God. Cover all those who come on this call. Erica, Felicia, Lisa, Pam, Renee, Mark, Lord God, even myself and the many others of whom I not, do not know, Father, that will come on this call. Let us be blessed, Lord God, because we are civil ourselves to, 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 to study your word, to praise and give glory to your holy, your righteous name. Father God, cover us on our jobs, on our travel, Lord God. Cover us in our finances, in every area of our lives. Father God, even lift up those who have not yet confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior, Lord God. Let them see, Lord your mighty hands and your glory move upon this earth, Lord God. Let them be ever-present, Lord God. Uh, see your um, glory in their lives, Lord God, and change their lives from the sinful and evil ways that they have, that they walk, Lord, that we tend to walk, that even me, Lord God. Father God, I fall short of your glory, Lord God, but I ask that you keep me, Lord God, in perfect peace, Lord God. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive us all of our sins, Lord God, and all unrighteousness, Lord God. For Father God, we seek you, because you are the healer, Lord God. You are that bomb in Gilead. You are that serum, Lord God, that T.D. Jakes just got through speaking, Lord God, about in his sermon, Lord God. Father God, we may not be bitten by the venom of the viper, Lord God, and heal, but we are bitten by the, by the Holy Spirit, Lord God, that balm in Gilead that can heal us of all manner of sickness and disease. Lord God, change our minds, change our ways of thinking, Lord God, the way that we go about and perceive things, Lord God. Let us see those things as you see them, Lord God. Open our eyes so that we can see those blessings, Lord God, that you have for us, Lord. Let us see, Lord God, how you are ever present in our lives. Let us acknowledge you first first and foremost for all things, Lord God. Cover our feet, Lord God, as we tread this land, Lord God. Let us walk in righteousness, Lord God. Let us not veer to the left or the right, but let us look straight ahead to the hills for which cometh our help, for our help comes from you. Guide us to that marvelous light, Lord God, so that we will live that day, Lord God, as Jesus told that the sinner man who was on the cross with him, and that day he will be with him in paradise, Lord God. We are striving to live a holy life, a righteous life, Lord God, and we can't do it without you. So the only way that we're going to make it, Lord God, is we abide in the ship, Lord God, and to stay focused on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, my man, amen. Anybody else want to pray? All 
Yes, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ooh, wow. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the anointing, for the covering. Rundle <laughs>
Sau Morgan Farley, Bokish, Karakomboskish, Kerakomboski, Tirakomboko, Bokish, Shirakomboral, Gosseshir, Gosandra, Kosa, Boko, Shirakosseshir, Gosseshir, 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 Run round negotiation, Kim, push it 
Watching it. Wish to go did 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 to go My parents wish to go did 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 to go
Jenkins family. Mark's business, who's going to go there, do 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 Erica's business, Marash, go there, do 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 go Every church, every business, my business, Mark's business, Jenkins family, Brandon Allen, Stillman College. Go to Rush for the Gossation, Run Rush for the Gossation, Rush Eddie Janaj and Kanisha, Aiden Charles. Got that. Eddie's family, Hush for the Gossation, 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 Sean Stephen and David, who's going to be in the city of Sarah? Who's going to run around the city of Sarah? Ambassadors, who's going to go there to go to the city of Sarah? Who's going to run around the city of Sarah? Tony Brooks, who's going to go there 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 to Donald, who's going to go to this? Go to session, go to Malcolm Bright, who run around the good to go to session, go to Margaret Bond, who's going to go to this? Go to session, go to Wayne Bridges, who run around the good to go to the good to go to Sakara. Manise, who's going to go to this? Go to session, go to session, go to Sakara. Erica Thomas, who run around the good to go to session, go to Sakara. Mitch, who run around the good to go to session, go to Sakara. Unsafe family men who run around the position of Saga, Sakara. Richard Hosko to Grashiko Saga, Sakara. Malcolm Bright who run around the good negotiation of Saga, Sakara. Bobby Wills who run around the good negotiation of Saga, Sakara. Pass Mark Hosko to go to the good negotiation of Saga, Sakara. Mark Hosko to run the good negotiation of Saga, Sakara. Myself who run around the good negotiation of Saga, Sakara. And I'll be right back. <laughs>
Enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile. Happening here, in here, 
Walking in the realm of the supernatural. <laughs> Peace surpasses all understanding. Run, run, the little dick or a busker of the gada, dakra. Health, healing, restoration. Run, the little dick or a musaga, sakra. Knowledge, wisdom, understand. Hushkara go to run the gosaga, sakra. Discernment. Hushkara go to rasaga, sakra. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Run, run, the go run, rasaga, sakra. Supernatural superhuman strength. Hushkara go to the gosaga, sakra. Supernatural superhuman strength. Health, healing, restoration. Run, run, the gosaga, sakra. Growth and I guess my fruits. Run, run, the gosaga, sakra. Renewing our minds, Rando Goran Rasko Saga Sakara, Renewing our youth, Rando Goran Rasko Saga Sakara, Praying for you, Rando Goran Rasko Saga Sakara. Renewing our minds, Renewing our youth, Praying for you, Health and Restoration, Peace, Pass, All Understanding, Grace, Mercy, and Faith, Rando Goran Rasko Saga Sakara. Okay. Billy the Prince of Italy, Roscoe de Bosse, Shiraka, Sakra. And I think that's it. 
Grace, mercy, and faith, but persevere the end. That's what I'm standing. Okay, I'm going to say that's all of the list. Renew our mind. Renew our you. Pray for you. And God, all right. Okay.
Father God, we praise your name. Busker to go and Dragasa, we glorify your skill to go Sada. We are also going to help us today, Father. Mm. Help us to hear from you today, Lord. Help us to hear from you today, Father, so that you can come and touch your children, Lord. Let your word permeate. Instruct us. Teach us. Keep us. Anoint us. Heal us. Be the I am God that we need. Because, Lord, we don't need to just walk or go through this life. We need to walk in the dominion that you've called us to walk in. Lord, you know what? i got to restate that, Lord. We need to walk in the dominion that you lived and that you died to make available for us to walk in, Father. You died so that we could have access to this dominion through you, Lord. But what are we doing with it? We're squandering. 
We're making excuses. We're saying why this can't happen and why that can't happen. Instead of taking advantage of what you left for us to have, Lord. Help us to get over ourselves, to get into you, so that we can truly become the men and women of God you formed us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to change phones and uh, get to the reading. Yeah, 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 Okay. Is that charging? That's not charging. Right, because it's not plugged in. That would help. Okay. Anointed for business. Let's see what you got for us today. God in the boardroom. The church is the light of the world and its members are the salt of the earth, but the marketplace is the heart of the city. To take a city or nation short of war requires conquering its markets, since whoever's in charge of them will run the city. Looking at it another way, it can be said that the captains of industry are the city of secular secular elders. Hmm. The skyline of a city defines its identity the way physical appearance identifies humans. Hmm. Today's skylines consist not so much of church spires, but of the buildings that house the corporations that breathe life into the commercial arteries. It is right there where the kingdom of God needs to be established. Those are the corporations that must experience the power and presence of God. For a city to be transformed, complete change has to come to the marketplace, and Christian business people must play a key role. Wow. Okay. Hmm. The church is the light of the world, and its members are the salt of the earth, but the marketplace is at the heart of the city. So yesterday he talked about salt and light. And he talked about it in the sense that salt, the elements that God uses, a lot of salt, light, and I forget what, uh, he was like four different things, but they have they affect whatever they touch. When salt touches something, it affects its taste. When salt touches something, it, it preserves it. When light enters a room or enters an area, darkness goes away. You begin to be able to see so the children of God are, are supposed to affect whatever they touch, wherever they are, whatever's going on. 
That's again how what the oh shadow just with the prayer that I just uttered out our mouth about what God has given us, what's available to us. But are you affecting your situation? Are you affecting other people, or are you being affected by them? To take a city or nation short of war requires conquering its markets, since whoever's in charge of them will run the city. Looking at it another way, it can be said that the captains of industry are the city secular elders. Hmm. The city secular elders are the captains of industry. Why would that be? Because they're the ones that's running the markets. They're the ones that's making the decisions that, that affect you. They're the ones that are put in positions of power and influence that affect you. Even our lovely president, as much as he gets on our nerves, his decisions affect you. So now what will happen if these people were men and women of God? And I'm not talking about a name only. I'm not talking about, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I'm talking about men and women of God who apply, who walk, who understand and let God use them in the capacity that he's created them. How much of a change would that be? The skyline of a city defines its identity the way physical appearance identifies humans. Today's skylines consist not so much of church spires, but of the buildings that house the corporations that breathe life into commercial arteries. It is right there where the kingdom of God needs to be established. Those are the corporations that must experience the power and the presence of God. For a city to be transformed, complete change has to come to the marketplace, and Christian business people must play a key role. Now, we were talking about this yesterday, and I'm going to bring it back up again. And I'm not going to apologize for what I'm going to say nor the way that I'm going to say it. Because this is the thing. We're talking about changing corporations by men and women of God. These people, when I say people, and I mean those who I live, typically those in charge, aren't going to just easily let go of something that is working for them. They're successful in what they deem success. They're making money. They've taken up. They established. Why should I? Why should I begin to walk in this godly fashion for what? Or, as he points out, there are those who will. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not. I'm not trying to say we don't have men and women of God who are in key positions of leadership and having companies. I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about as a whole. And you have those who are Christians on Sunday. But what he's talking about affecting the marketplace, where you actually walk in and allowing the Holy Spirit to move, most of them wouldn't even understand who the Holy Spirit is. Now, I'm going to let him run my business? No, no, no. See, that's, that's business. This is the, that's church. This is business. See, we, uh, we don't understand. So what am I trying to say? They're not going to just let, oh, yeah, come in and let me, let me start adopting the, the, the principles of God in here. It ain't going to happen. Because as far as they understand, the principles of God don't make them any money. As far as they understand, the principles of God, that they, they, no, no. But what they truly don't understand is truly the principles of God is what's making them money anyway, but they just got it from a secular person. They got it from a secular book or secular uh, publication. 
God is the one who has established all of the all the rules and regulations. And you sow what you reap. What was the biggest book? The the, the um I can't think of the name of it. Everybody was going right and ran and raving over this book, over this um movie. Uh, um it was a it was a self help thing back in the day. And when I finally looked at it, I was like, Oh, that ain't nothing but just, you know, stuff that God talks about, you know, I it's all throughout his Bible. I, I I couldn't see why everybody was running and raving, but that's is the principles of God work. It's just the people of the world world have taken the principles of God out of the Bible and applied them to that and they just left God in the Bible. That's all it is. That's all it is. So what I was trying to get to is these people, when I'm saying these people, are not going to let loose of their ideologies without a power encounter. They're not going to begin to say, you know what, there's something to what you're saying without a power encounter. Mark is going through this on his job every day to the point that now his boss is going, you know, your faith mechanism is interesting. No longer denying it. She don't understand it. But she's beginning to get something to it. A power encounter. That's exactly what I was going to say because um, sometimes based upon what your knowledge is, people mm. still trust your knowledge. Mm. But when they see that your knowledge is one part of one facet of you, but then you have a, a faith mechanism in believing in God and then them understanding that your knowledge is not what you're leaning on versus your mechanism, then they have to respect that's why things are happening. Like um I remember just this last week we had an email from one of the providers they kept on telling us that we had a bill. I said, well, um, he said that he was going to call the insurance company and talk to them about something that happened. So I emailed him, and I told him, I said, well, I've already talked to the insurance company. They need you to send a check back because those that money that you, re- you received wasn't owed to you. And I said, I hope that you understand that we don't expect we are we're expecting of you to send the money back before we give you a check because if we send you a check you don't have a, a you don't have any obligation to send the money back to the company and and I told her I said I hope that you don't think that I'm being cheap or being super um stingy about us not paying him right now because I'm trying to be prudent over your money as well as just over how I'm watching over the finances and she said, hmm, that's interesting, Mark, but it's okay. I mean, I would, I would hope that you would be wise and prudent over, over the finances because we only have a limited amount to take care of my husband. I said, right. So I said, I said though it's $100, I said, in my head, that's a shift that could be paid. Though it's $500, that's six shifts that could be paid, and he's holding on to it to wait for a check. I told him he needs to pay it first, and she says, that's pretty good. It, and it was funny to me because I told her that I said I'm not I'm not just basically trying to hold off and not pay them pay him the money, but 
I need to make sure that when I'm governing the finances, I need to make sure I'm looking at the whole picture and not just, oh, is the bill taken care of? And she said, well, that's true. And I, that's right. I said, so. I said, in, in that email. And she's like, well, and she, she told me, she's like, well, you're getting better with being short and concise with your, with your messages as well as getting your point across and it not being offensive. But she says, I read the email and it was, it, it was right. She said, me personally, I just would have paid it. I said, you would have paid it because of the fact that you have the money. I said, I wouldn't have paid it to make sure that everything was correct first and then pay him the money that's owed. She says, well, I could see, I could see the, your, your, um, your dilemma. I said, you keep on wanting to pay bills, but I can't say that they're going to do right by you after you pay them the bill because why? They've done you wrong all this whole year, and that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And she says, hmm, and she just walks off and doesn't say anything else because she knows that I'm thinking from a different set of wisdoms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait a and what did you say about wisdom the other day? It's knowing what not to do. When you were talking about you were at the barber shop? Yeah, he, he said that he said wisdom is knowing what not to do. And also know, when you don't know what to do, but you end up doing it anyway. Right, right. But that goes right back to, that goes right back to, people People on this line don't understand that the the words that, that that's here I don't know if they're getting it in their church that they go to, but the words that they get here is is sound, and, and despite of how anybody feels about anyone in particular, it is the the doctrine is right because I remember around March, you said Mark, you will never be able to get the monies and uh, and and the, and the and the riches that are yours until you know how to deal with finances. And at that point, <laughs> my bank account was six hundred dollars negative. <laughs> I'm just, I can, I'm just living in my truth. I'm just telling y'all how, what was going on with me. Yeah. Now my account is not negative. I got a couple extra digits in there now. Uh, I would have had more if I didn't have to pay for my truck, but that's fine. But I govern a million-dollar life insurance policy and protect the assets of my clients that's over more than a million dollars of her assets that I have to watch over, her staff, her um, her staff, her, her house, her husband, the cars, the, um, the, the, the reimbursements coming in, um, the other bills in the house now, like, the cable, and I call and make sure that all of that, and she's paying what she's supposed to pay, not versus every time they change a different bill or whatever. So I I went from negative to governing Potiphar's house. Pretty much it's, it's just what it is. But I had already gone through the process of losing a job and um, working my hands in the ground and then 
not making any money back from it and just basically just making trying to make ends meet and they're not being met to basically governing a whole house with people and, and a situation and, and health and all of those things and learning how to deal with finances from a level that I am not on. And that's key that it wasn't about the fact that I know how to pay bills. But how do you pay bills with monies that you don't have enough to take care of versus you have bills now that you have the monies that you can take care of, but you have to be wise and prudent over the fact that, hey, I can pay this bill, but are they going to do what they're supposed to do after I give them this money? I didn't think that. I just thought that you pay the bill and then they apply it to your account. But because he has other things that are outstanding with the insurance company on our behalf, I need to see that that money be reflected back in the amount that we have versus me send you a $20,000 check, and then you just cash the check and forget that you owe the insurance company, and that's the money that's taken out of the actual pot that I have to govern. I didn't know any of those things. But as I'm reading these things, if the wisdom is coming to me to basically tell him what he has to do before we write him a check. And because I have the ability for to give you the check, then therefore you have to do what I ask you to do because you want the check. It's leverage at this point, but I didn't know to do those things. As I'm reading the paperwork and reading the stuff, that's where God is giving me the ideas and understanding of how you're supposed to handle it and they take care of it. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Okay. Can't go somewhere. <clears throat> what exactly is that role? The role is always determined by the kind of relationship of... What exactly is that role? The role is always determined by the kind of relationship Christians have with the marketplace. The four levels are, one, to be a Christian in the marketplace. Two, to be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. Three, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the whole... Oh, wait a minute. Wait. wait hold, just, just, let, me, let me go ahead and read number four, see what number four got to say. Because I'm hearing different levels. That's just me. To be a Christian committed... To the total transformation of them all. Come on now. I, how about I just read this again and then let's just see what's going on here. To be a Christian in the marketplace. Two. To be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. Three. To be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Four. To be a Christian committed to the total transformation of the marketplace. Mm. So, number one, to be a Christian in the marketplace. Okay, that means you got a job. You don't have a job. You go there and you buy goods. Just, just buying stuff, you're still a Christian in the marketplace. You don't have to work there. Hopefully you got a job somewhere. But that's what qualifies you to be a Christian in the marketplace. I'm sorry, no, that doesn't qualify you to be a Christian in the marketplace. You must be first accepted Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> okay? Then you're in the marketplace. You're either buying or selling goods. But, Sam, so, you have to take in consideration that just a Christian in the marketplace, you're a consumer. Right, I, right, I did. Exactly. Consumer or producer. Right. Either way it goes. Exactly. No, 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 you're not even – you talk about levels. They, oh. haven't got to, they haven't got to a producer yet. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. A consumer or just a worker? Or just a right. worker? A consumer or employee, correct. Right, right. Or both. Mm-hmm. Number two, to be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. That's when you're producing. Mm-hmm. You, you, but see, you can only apply biblical principles as you have taken the time to be taught by the Holy Spirit and then walk out on them. Right. Number three, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, see, right then and there, that's going to cut a lot of people off. Because, you know. Well, no, actually, Sam, I'm sorry. The second one was basically you having an idea of what God is trying to push you into to basically be an entrepreneur and a producer, but you have yet not to move. Mm. Mm. So, and number three, the the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit, well, if you don't understand, accept, and allow the Holy Spirit to enter in you, then you can't walk in this capacity. Right. And why do I say that? Because, uh, let's be real, most of God's children don't. Then you have those who do know how but don't, but won't. <laughs> but three is you full-fledged being a producer and you're doing what God is saying and you're applying those principles and, and, and practices so you can, you, can, you, can, um, you can have a yield and a return. And see, now, I'm glad you said, because now as, I, as we're doing this, literally these are the progressive steps that each of you, us, will take into a level. If we desire to be a producer and not a consumer. Or if you desire to be used. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, and the reason I'm saying because I'm going to Fannie Marie yesterday when I, she asked me for prayer. And my prayer, because we had talked about something, and I said, well, Fanny, in regard to what we talked about, are you willing to be used by God so that he can use you in his capacity? Because I, I already see the need, and God touched me to ask her about it, and she had done some research, but she was like, you know what, yeah. She said she had done some research, but overall her attitude was because God wants me in his capacity, I'm willing to be used. And that's what he needs us to do. To be a Christian committed to the total transformation of the marketplace. Now, see, that's a whole other level there. The whole, because, see, that, that, that's self, selfless sacrifice, giving, the whole nine yards. That's some understanding. Just a lot. 
first level are those who believe the marketplace is an evil place, but they feel they can Christians. Survival is their objective. They need a lot of maintenance because they are de- because they see themselves as POWs, forced to survive with dignity dignity in an undignified place. All right, well, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to just do what I got to do, and I'll be a Christian when I leave here. But right now, because I'm surrounded by evilness, then I'm going to just, I'm gonna just you know, hold my tongue and not not let God use me. But, again, I'm going to just say even say babes. Bottom line, that would be easy to describe. They're just babies. The second level represents those who apply Christian principles in the marketplace. They have a more positive outlook than those on level one, but do not believe that applying Christian principles can do much for the corporation where they work, much less for the marketplace as a whole. Those principles allow them to overcome temptations and to keep a good testimony. Basically, they settle for a draw. They will not change the marketplace, and the marketplace will not change them. In other words, well, yeah, I'm I'm a man of God or woman of God, and... Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to operate with That's what you all want to do. That's fine. But I'm not going to participate in that. But, Sam, you know, that's when, that's, when, that's when you have the challenge of people talking about them being godly and having the nasty attitude and being ugly and talking about, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to do that. Or... I, that's against my religion and things of that nature, and then that turns people away from mm-hmm. you giving them exemplar, um, exemplar, um, exemplifying who God is because you've already given them bad now mouth taste in their mouth that if that's what a Christian is, hell, I don't want to do it. You know, and, and I got to go back to that testimony they talked about the guy yesterday who was a what was it, a whoremonger, a, a homosexual, or a print. I like this brother had it on all things. He was a drug dealer, a whoremonger, a, 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 a homosexual, and a, and a pimp. I was like, whoa, and he ran a nightclub. <laughs> wow. But what happened was he got saved, and then he, didn't, he did not begin to jam it down people's throats. He just began to begin to be an example, and as the Lord led him, he just began to minister to people. And what in, I'm, I'm summarizing the story, but those on the line heard it yesterday. What happened was all 35 of his prostitutes ended up receiving salvation. Over the course of time, the, the other partner he had received salvation. Then the nightclub, they turned it into a church. But, but, and, and why did it turn it? Because the owner of the nightclub realized he got saved, and over a course of time he realized that, you know what, me having this nightclub is not, God doesn't like this, and he turned it over into a church. They didn't jam it down, I'm saved now, and you're wrong, which is what most people do. On the third level, we find Christians who wholeheartedly believe that they can work in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. They seek God every day. They hear from him. They implement what he tells them to do. See, right there. They seek God every day. That's going to cut 90% of his children out because I ain't got time. Well, I know I need to do it. I'm going to do it when I get back. But you know when we normally do it, when we over our heads, that's why God allows us to be over our heads so we can learn how to tap into him. So they seek God every day. 
they hear from him, and then they implement what he tells them to do. goes back to what we talked about, what is a spiritual prayer. Spiritual prayer is to pray to get into the presence of God, to find out from God exactly what it is that you need to do about your situation or circumstance. Then as he tells you what to do, you speak that over your life or into the situation or circumstance, and then you begin to implement it. Same thing. Same exact thing. The fourth level represents those who, after they have experienced God's transforming power in their business, see themselves on a mission to transform the marketplace. You'll find examples that belong on the third and fourth level. In other words, they've reached to a point in their walk that they understand that God is truly the one that's in control, and they yield say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Let's go do it. Praying for Christians, this should be interesting. My friend and colleague, Rick Heron, has pioneered marketplace transformation. He was trained in business and left a top-level position with Edna Insurance Company to minister in the marketplace as part of Harvest Evangelism. He has developed a team of business people who go into boardrooms to minister to corporations in the power of the Holy Spirit. He has seen tremendous breakthroughs, which he is presently capturing in a book. Marketplace Christian. What follows is taken from the chapter Praying for Christians. Because this is a spiritual battle. We <laughs> Lord, yeah, here we go. Because this is a spiritual battle, we need to use spiritual weapons. Prayer and intercession are divinely powerful weapons which need to be included in the toolkits of every marketplace Christian. Hmm. Since this is a spiritual battle, we need to use spiritual weapons. I'm going to pray about this business deal. But what the book told me to write it up, to to write it in a certain manner, to, to talk to people, and this, that, and the other. And when I'm talking about the book, I'm talking about the stuff that we study, you know, how to write a deal, how to write it properly, you know, the give and take, all of that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to just do it this way. That's fine. Did you pray about it? Well, no. Why not? Because it's what the book said. Okay. How about you pray about it, then begin to use the information that you learned in the natural, have the Holy Spirit critique what you learned or critique what you're doing, and then present that proposal. Or more importantly, say, for example, you presented a proposal, done that, but God told you that's, that you still need to do it. Or how about you go, after it's been rejected, how about you go back to God, if necessary, even a more intense prayer, tweak it the way he tells you to tweak it and do it again. The children of Israel did it constantly when every time they went to war. David David lost it. They came and took all the men and women. David cried. Everybody cried. They went up there, and then they got the butts whooped, and then they and all the men did. They went back to God. I think they went back to God the third time they finally was able to get them back because they kept persistent. They kept going. Again, you have the mentor. You have the Holy Spirit with you. 
Use and trust and walk accordingly. When I first joined Ed Savoso, he said that he sensed that I was going to develop a new ministry of praying for business, businesses. I have now prayed for many businesses, and this chapter provides testimonies showing that prayer and intercession are good for business. Many people think that we pray just for new sales and more profits. What we have found, however, is that sin inhibits God from bringing his blessing to the company. Ooh. Mm. In fact, Second Chronicles 7.13 states that in response to sin, God is the one who stops the rain from falling on the crops causes the locusts to eat them, or sends the pestilence among the people. Second Chronicles 7.14 is the antidote. My people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Mm. So the problem, then the antidote. God is the one who stops the rain from falling on the crops, causes the locusts. Again, recognize you serve the Most High. Satan comes and attacks you because God has allowed it. But now, if you're doing what you need to do and asking God for covering, then you can push the Most High back. I mean, push Satan back. Again, because you serve the Most High. But you got to walk in that capacity. You got to seek and trust God at that level, and you got to let God be God. When God's people humble themselves and pray and repent for their sins, they remove that which hinders God from answering prayer, Second Chronicles 7.15. Consequently, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Mm. My eyes will be open and my ear attentive to prayer made in this place. God is now listening because you've humbled yourself. you repented. You said, hey, I'm sorry. Help me. Now let's compare Moses with Solomon. First, in Exodus 31, 1 through 11, we read that God was speaking to Moses in order to give him spiritual knowledge so that he would know how to implement the plans that God had given him for the tabernacle. In the first few verses, the Lord tells Moses that he has called Bethel and that he has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. In essence, Moses did not know how to build a tabernacle, so God anointed and appointed a skilled craftsman named Beziel to do the work. Mm. I'm going, i got to go back to Marie because I know there's a need. And she said yes, because she said yes, God now has anointed her for the task. It's the same way with you all, all of us. He's looking for those who are willing and obedient. See, we're not, that's the thing about being a businessman, a woman, or running a business. You ain't supposed to do everything. You're supposed to delegate, inspect, learn, apply. You're supposed to make sure that everything flows the way it's supposed to. It's systems. What is a franchise? A franchise is a proven system that has worked that will produce a profit. Burger King, McDonald's, Subway, 
You pay money for their systems and their name that has been proven and that if you pay me so much money and you do what I tell you to do, the way that I tell you to do it, you will make money. Is a dollar for that. But, you know, the other thing that that, Sam, is that when you basically read that last script, that last statement about a skilled craftsman to do the work, mm. that's the problem. We basically call certain people to do certain things, but that's just like the, the issue in the church. Why would you put someone who was sucking over their finances as your treasurer? Wait, 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 wait. So what you're trying to tell me then, Mark, is where they were at, they have proven themselves to be good before they get appointed to do something better. Huh. How do I make you a master of many if you haven't taken care of the little that I've already given you to govern? How do I basically tell you you're the leader, but you're acting like you don't even belong? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're wrong, bro. You know you're wrong, bro. I'm going on mute. How do I tell you that you're a business owner, but you tell me you don't want to do what I'm telling you to do, and you argue with me about what it is that I need you to do? Because, see, this is the thing and th- what people don't understand about the qualifying things that God has you do when he, before he makes you that over the the many. Well, God ain't but one person out here. God ain't nobody here. Why am I doing this? God, why am I mopping this? Why am I trying to? Ain't nobody going to see that. Come on now. Because of the fact that you have been faithful over that one pew, That apartment building that ain't nobody in it, I still got to pay $3,000 for it, but I'm going to be faithful. You see, here you go. Now you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to water the grass. I'm going to sweep those apartments like somebody had just been walking in it yesterday. And while I'm sweeping, I'm going to be praying that, God, I'm sweeping in the avenue of that somebody is going to be occupying this space. I'm foolish. And I, I, I'm foolish enough to believe that he said he's going to use the foolish things to confound the wise. Then people thought that they were slick by making me pay $3,000, but I got something for them. The more they impose more money on me, the more Jesus has to show up to bless me. But I thank you for keep on pushing me into the lion's den because you have just made me do one thing, get comfortable in those uncomfortable places. I'm going to go to sleep now. I'll holler at you later. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm going to make that rock my pillow. <laughs> that dirt, my blanket. Come on now, bro. I'm just saying, because you know why? That's the only way for me to prove to you, you and you, that if you do it, God can do the same thing for you that he's doing for me. Because God ain't no respecter of persons. I'm just being obedient. I'm just being willing and you kicking against the prick. And this don't have nothing to do with education. This has everything to do with the fact that I'm just trusting God.
The other thing is that we have to take in consideration that the reason as to why God is not blessing us in doing these things is because what he has given us to be skilled craftsmen and tradesmen on and on, we're not perfecting the craft. We're not studying. We're not putting our 25 years in to get to a place of understanding what it is to truly be called a tradesman and a craftsman, no matter what your skills are. We already know from this book, it says that to be a true tradesman and a craftsman, you at least have to have 20 to 25 years in. That's when you're just getting good and it's just okay. Mm. That's not even you being, that's not even you having a specialty. So at that point, um, you have to understand that you have the obligation to practice your craft. And I'm not talking about witchcraft either. I'm talking about skills. I'm talking about the fact that you have to practice that in which he has given you to do with your hands to create and make things and to get things accomplished so you and your house is blessed and not keep on giving excuses as to why you don't want to do it or you shouldn't do it or you can't do it or you don't know how. Oh, wait a minute. I'm waiting on God to show me, Mark. It's too much technology out here, such as YouTube, that shows you how to do things. There's a there's a there's a um, there's a TV show right now on YouTube that shows you how to become whatever you want. There was this little girl. She said she wanted to be an opera singer. She um she watched opera on YouTube. Now she's a famous opera singer. She ain't been to school. She's done nothing. And basically, it it shows you how she has watched YouTube to listen to all the inflections of the the famous um, opera singers and this, that, and the other. And now that's what she does. Ain't getting paid for it. So wait a minute. What what, What you're trying to tell me is she had the desire to do more than what she was at or where she was. So because she had the desire, she sought and found a way, and it became available, and then she continued to work at it. And then what she she continued to work at, she became a professional in, and she became honed in on her skills and her craft, and then she got paid for it. So since she had the desire is where it starts, that's the one thing that nobody can give you is the desire. But now I'm going to even come better than that. If you're willing and obedient, God will even give you the desire. But you know one thing that I can say, Sam, and this is something that my manager tells me all the time. She says you could have all the desire and all the know-how that you want. But I can't give you the motivation to get nothing done if you don't have it already. Mm-hmm. And that's what's wrong. We think praying equates desire. Mm. It doesn't. 
praying is what you're supposed to do. It's a mandate. Mm. It's not an option? No, it's a mandate. This is what you're supposed to do. Prayer and supplication is what we're supposed to do. Fasting is an option. Pushing your plate back is an option. Blessing people is an option. Well, it's not an option, but it's 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 not necessarily something that you have to do. He would he would desire of you to do so, but fasting is a mandate. I mean, I'm sorry, tithing and tithing is a mandate. Offering is a, is an option. So we cannot just sit here and make it seem as if we don't know what God is saying because of the fact that he didn't personally come knock on our door and give us a list of everything. It was a famous song when I was a young kid. It says, take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. I can go anywhere. I can be anything. I Places to go, things to know is Reading Rainbow. You look in the book, it's right there in front of you. The reason why we have not seen some of the things that we have desired to see, because we won't open up a book. And I heard it as a young child, but I never really understood it and, and believed it to be so. But my grandma used to always say, and I'm going to say it just like she said it. She said, they always said, if you don't want N-I-G-G's to know nothing, put it in the book because they ain't going to read it. You was not if it's Jet Magazine, we'll read it then. Well, <laughs> she said, you don't want niggas to know nothing, put it in the book because they ain't going to read it. And and it's sad to say, is, is, is the Bible that same thing they were talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Half of people don't even take the Bible to church. They got it at home collecting dust. They got one. Well, at this point, we we need to know that God is going to do what He said. Um. But the thing of it is, is that we have to show some type of effort, some type of understanding, and some type of of knowledge that it's not about us, it's about what he says. But I'm so tired of saying it's not about you, but it's about somebody else. Until you get it and until you understand it, until you know it to be so, you're going to keep on walking around that same mountain and not knowing that the season's changing, you're still walking around that same mountain and 40 years from now, you're still going to be at that same place. Why? Because you're not trying to do anything different. You don't want to do anything different. You um, you just basically are just walking around the mulberry bush trying to get something to happen and accomplish, but he's not going to allow you to accomplish it because of the fact that you're not doing what he said.
Give me one sec. Okay, do. Ho 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 ho. Uh. Okay. When God's people humble themselves and pray and repent for their sins, they remove that which hinders God from answering prayer, Second Chronicles, Chronicles 7 and 15. Consequently, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Unfortunately, many Sunday-only Christians operate in the marketplace from Monday through Friday out of the futility of their own thinking. Ooh. Ooh. I got to read that again. Unfortunately, many Sunday-only Christians operate in the marketplace from Monday through Friday out of the futility of their own thinking, Ephesians 4 and 17. This is because they do not pray. Marketplace Christians who pray have wisdom and revelation and knowledge from the Lord. James 4.2 teaches us that you do not have because you do not ask. They're operating out of the futility of their thinking. And that gets right back to what we talked about with Mark regarding wisdom. You can only come from what you know. So that's what you're going to do. But if you don't ever ask God, if you don't ever present it to God, then you'll never know. But see, now, again, that's why I say process, because not only present it, you got to trust God enough and then begin to apply it. So all of this is process, and this is progressive revelation, progressive growth. So now he has to transform you from doing things your way. That's period. Now we're getting down to the spirit and soul. Because in our soul, we're going. 
always doing things, what we know, what we think. God has to train you, retrain you. A lot of times he got to break you. A lot of times he got to break you. Same thing the Army does, or should I just say the, the you know, forces as a whole. But the futility of our own thinking. Now, let's compare Moses with Solomon. First in Exodus 3, we read that God was speaking to Moses in order to give him spiritual knowledge so that he would know how to implement the plans that God gave him for the tabernacle. In the first few verses, the Lord tells Moses that he is Bezalel, that he is filled with the spirit of God and wisdom and revelation, understanding and knowledge and all manner of workmanship. In essence, Moses did not know how to build the tabernacle, so God anointed and appointed a skillful craftsman named Bezalel to do the work. In 2 Chronicles 2, 3 through 7, we see something quite different. Then Solomon sent word to Hiram, the king of Tyre, saying, Send me a man skillful to work in gold, silver, brass, and iron, and a purple, crimson, and violet fabrics, and who knows how to make engravings. Instead of a consulting with the Lord regarding how to build a temple, Solomon asked a pagan king to send him his best craftsman. This is a good example of how many marketplace Christians are operating their companies today. They're operating in a substandard manner because they are copying the best demonstrated practices of non-Christian companies. The testimonies that follow show how the Lord provided the wisdom needed to solve real-life problems in the marketplace. So Solomon asked Hiram, a pagan king, to send him his best person. But God anointed and appointed Bezalel. Now, let's break that down for a minute. In Solomon's incident, we know that Solomon started out in wisdom. He ended up basically a wreck. And then at the end of the Proverbs, we believe that he repented and said, you know, you know, all this is just foolishness. And Moses got anointed and appointed someone. Now, what happens commonly, we're talking about process, that person has to grow up. So what do I mean by that? We just talked about those four four business principles, being in the marketplace, being a marketplace Christian, walking in God's power the Holy Spirit, and then taking over the marketplace. That's progressive. Most of the time when you're anointed, yeah, just, okay, Fanny Marie got to know. I'm, I'm talking about her all day. I'm sorry. I ain't sorry, no. She got anointed, but she still has to apply herself. She, right now, she's going through classes for writing. She still has to apply herself. Because, see, it's a difference from doing it in an average way than doing it on a professional level. So now when she's doing it for a professional, then she has to listen to people who do this stuff for a living and, ta- and hone her giftings. See, that's what we're missing. We think just because God gives us something, we don't have to apply ourselves. Oh, no, you don't. A lot of times you have to apply yourself and even more so. Because nine times out of ten, in the application of applying yourself, naturally you're still going to also be tried spiritually. So you're going to be tried in that avenue as well. So now that means those who are above or in power need to listen to God. And we talked about this, me, Mark, and Erica, the other day, as far as how God uses situations that you have to help grow somebody up, but it helps you become the man or woman or leader that God has called you to be. That's, again, why I say you cannot try to be God. But everything that he does is geared to lead you closer to him. Everything. 
everything. That's why Jesus got up off the throne to lead us back to God. So that means you have to learn. Pam yesterday, how's that working for you? I thought, well, you know, I had to learn patience. I had to do this. All of these things in, in dealing with my household, God used to transform me into a better man of God. I ain't knowing they're perfect. I ain't even claiming. But God used that to grow me up in him. And he does the same thing for you. So that means now you need to be quiet about your situations and quit mumbling and complaining. Seek the Holy Spirit. Let him guide you so not only that you can grow up, but then you can be used to help somebody else grow up. See, that's how the body's supposed to work. A Christian friend called me one day. He was then a vice president of a major publicly traded company. He said that his company was losing millions of dollars and asked if I would bring a team of intercessors in order to pray and to discover why such, unu why such unusually bad financial results were being experienced. Because we follow the biblical principle of submitting to those who have spiritual authority over business, my friend requested and obtained the CEO's permission to bring the intercessors into the office. We brought about 20 intercessors into that office in downtown Minneapolis. After a substantial season of prayer, season of prayer? Wait a minute. Season of prayer? Wait a minute. We didn't just come in there and pray and God revealed and it was done. No. He didn't even say time of prayer. Season of prayer. One of our team members was walking through the entryway in this company and was brought to his knees as he sent something demonic in that area. We pulled him out of that area, and then several others went to investigate. What we found was a waist-high pedestal with an art object on it. The sign next to the art object read that this little house on the pedestal was called a spirit dwelling. In other words, it was a house for demons. Just what every company needs in this entryway. Now, now Elder Sam. Go ahead. I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> Why would you let me have this one? <laughs> no, I mean, you know. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. This is why we said three years ago, why our team should have been in with Professor X when we had a different regime at 1600 Pennsylvania Street. This is why I said four or five years ago, we needed an apostolic team. Now coming to fruition now with EFOD about going into places and establishing ourselves and having the credibility to know that, yes, you have the money, but because you don't have the faith, we'll attribute your money as the rich and our faith as the poor. You need us. We don't need you. But what, what, what did you say about EPOD again? <laughs> You're trying to get me to go against my sister, and I'm not doing that. But no. I, spoke about, I spoke about this five or six years ago when we were first talking to Nate, remember? Mm-hmm about an apostolic team going in and praying and teaching and basically establishing these things with biblical order to establish them 
so they could be producers and be producers and manufacturers of, yes, their product, but of the good wealth and the good consciousness and the goodness of this in the spiritual realm, unlike some of the other businesses. Because one thing I will tell you is that prophetically there are businesses that have come have, that have these same groups come in, but they are not groups of God. They put idols and statues on lands that will produce that that are done to produce money, but because they don't know any other way, they think that's profitable. Because the Bible says there's there's um, there's ways to a man to seem profitable. I didn't quote it correctly, but it's basically saying. People will use devices and, and other things to make it seem as if it's profitable because they don't know that to be the truth. They don't know the truth and who God is, so they'll use different antics that are of the darkness and the dark side to make things happen, but they don't understand that they can use that same principle and apply God to it, and it's, it's the same thing. But they're, they're, um, Walmart is one of the companies that um, – have used different, I'll say different entity groups to come in and bless the land so they could actually have profit or make money and, 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 and be an anchor in the communities. We could do the same thing as an actual apostolic team to go in and pray and, and um and establish and decree a thing in the businesses and allow them to see exactly what it is that God is trying to show them for them and their company, and they be profitable. I'm just saying. I'm just listening, Epod. I mean, Mark. I said it from the beginning, so I'm not gonna throw throw no stones at my sister. But I'm just saying that we've we we we've been talking about this for years now. So I just can't blame her. I could I could accept the fact that we could have done something different, but we could have established things before we knew the fruition of EFOD because we had already talked about going in as teams of two by two, like they did in the Bible, to establish and decree a thing. Because again. I've been talking about this book for years. <laughs> have, uh, I, have I not? I, I would just say this, though, Mark. It's not, I don't, I personally don't feel that anything has been missed. I feel that the timing is now right. For, I agree um, with that. I totally agree with that. I mean, because it, it's funny. Even with that that I sent out this morning, it happened to be mailed to the I'm beginning to see stuff that I had written. It's like so much stuff is just now coming to me, which which is lining up with that plan that you know that I have. So, I, again, it's just God's timing. I say, again, God being God, growing, look, growing all, of us, all of us up in the processes that are needed and necessary so that we can walk in this avenue in this manner. Right. Okay. It was a substantial tip-off about the reason the company was experiencing such negative financial results. As we walked around the building, 
we found that every single piece of art, both paintings and statues, was a cult in origin. These art objects have been placed around the facility as a form of witchcraft in order to curse the finances of the company. See, it just says that. Mm-hmm. But the exact opposite. Right, 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 right. Somebody was put those put the articles of witchcraft in to curse the finances of the company. So mm-hmm. if they could put witchcraft articles in to curse the finances of the company, they could also put witchcraft articles in there to inadvertently to try to I don't want to use bless because that's not the right word. Um, increase the actual profits of the company. But now I'm even going to take it take it a little bit different. Going back to what I said, I don't know if you talked to your sister, but yes, about what I sent that test to you about. But going back again, Satan is a strategist. So he has people in place who literally, like we praying on this prayer line, they're praying against us. That are strategically placed to come and thwart, curse, bind, or whatever it is that you're doing or attempting to do. But that's what I told you a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, Monday, on a Monday, I was just on the prayer line and people were coming on our line. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he he will still use some of the ones that are on the line that have been praying with us to do the same thing. That's the enemy. That, that's his job. The enemy just doing his job. We just have to be aware of it. As we prayed about this, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge and directed me to the Old Testament story in 1 Samuel 5, 2 and 4, where the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant and placed it in the temple of their God named Dagon. And these, in these verses, we see the principle of a power encounter. By this, I mean that when the presence of God is brought into direct confrontation with the presence of demons, the power of God always overcomes the power of the demonic. As I reflected upon the situation, the Lord impressed upon me that each of us as Christians is like a portable Ark of the Covenant. In other words, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. But now, in addition to indwelling each of us as individuals, as two or three of us gather together in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord would also the Lord was also in the midst of us, Matthew 18 and 20. Ed Savelso calls this the pre, the presiding Jesus. As we prayed in this fashion, the power of the presiding Jesus overcame the power of witchcraft curses connected to the art objects. We did not have authority to remove the demonic artwork, so we simply took spiritual authority over each object. Oh, I got to go there, Mark. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. I'm going to finish this, and I need anybody who was at that conference to come off of mute. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. The one that was in Chicago. <laughs> reading this. We did not have authority to remove the demonic artwork, so we simply took spiritual authority over each object. And when we were finished, we left the building. A few weeks later, a newspaper headline reported that the company's financial position had suddenly turned positive. 
right. The Chicago Conference, who was there that can speak? It would only be um, um, Pam or Erica. Either one of you all there? Either Pam or Erica, you on the line? Yeah, and can talk. Alright. So, what I do, one of the reasons that I when I go to the conference is I take oil, I pray for the people as a group and individually, and I go around anointing, speaking and doing whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to do. And I know that's one of the things God has called me to do because Again, progressive, I know that they're not there. They're not ready for that. God has to grow them up in that area, so then they'll be able to do it on their own. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, but that's one of the things that he asked me to do. The reason I'm bringing that up, because in this particular hall where they had it, it was a bunch of African artwork and stuff over in the corner. I just looked at it. I knew what it was, and I knew what it represented, but it's not my community center. See, this is walking in wisdom. It's also walking in understanding. I literally took the I didn't even put the oil on the floor. I had it because I, I would just put like a little dab of oil and whatever. I took the oil and created a threshold in the spiritual arena, and I commanded them demons to stay over there. They could not come forth. I have the authority because I represent the most high. I took authority. Why am I saying that? Because, see, that's building up the atmosphere to allow these women to come in and get the healing and the holding that they need. If I do not do that, that whole situation would have been different. That's the same thing that they did. They did not have the authority to move these objects, but they had the power in the spiritual arena to bind, to curse, and even to reverse it to exactly whoever placed it there in the beginning. See, that's something else that you can do, too. He will bless those who bless us. He will curse those who curse us. You need to go back to the exact person who sent you over here. And you know what? They ain't got no choice but to return there. See, that's what God needs us to grow up, people, to get that understanding, to walk in that. Wasn't my confidence, but I was just being obedient to do what God called me to do. That's what we need to do. And, and, but again, God comes back in wisdom. We oh, curse it and burn it. It ain't your, it ain't your building. It's not yours. But you are a child of the Most High. Walk in the power and authority that God has given you. But you can only do that is if you apply it. Because if not, you just walking around doing crazy stuff and people looking at you like you're crazy. Okay. I'm gonna read this last part. A friend who is a marketplace Christian runs a Christian foundation that was created by a for-profit company many years ago. The for-profit firm had committed to give 5% of its its pre-tax profit as an annual donation to the foundation. Because of the lack of profitability in the for-profit company, the foundation had not received any donations from this source in about three years. One day, my friend asked me to call a few intercessors together in order to pray on site for the for-profit company. My friend said, perhaps the Holy Spirit will help us identify and eliminate the issue that is hurting their profitability. My friend and I, my friend and I, and about four intercessors arrived at the corporate headquarters on a Saturday night. 
The president and two or three board members welcomed us into the boardroom. After fellowshipping with them for a short while, <coughs> I suggested that we begin to pray. As we started to pray, the Lord whispered in my ear, broken relationship. I stopped the prayer and asked the president if there were any broken relationships in the company. He said, not now, but there was a significant one many years ago. He explained, my predecessor, the founder of the company, had a vice president who was also his best friend. They did everything together. One day they got into a huge argument. The vice president resigned on the spot and stormed out of the president's office, never to be heard from again. That vice president went out and formed a competitive business, which has now become the number two company in our industry. Our company is the marketplace leader in our industry. I explained Second Chronicles 7.14 and asked if the current president would be willing to stand in the gap and repent on behalf of his predecessor for his part in the broken relationship. The president said that he would be willing to do so if I asked him to kneel as a form of humility. Then I led him in a prayer of confession, repentance, and asking the Lord for forgiveness. Then I walked over to him and laid my hand on his shoulder and declared, This sin is forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. This iniquity is now broken off and will no company. Within seven days, the former vice president, now competitor, called the current president and said, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just feel like we've been apart for too long. I feel like we're supposed to be together. These two men had lunch the following week and began discussions about the idea of merging their company together. On May 31st, 1999, these two companies merged, and they now constitute the largest company in the industry. They have also gone public with IPO offerings. One of the most exciting aspects of this deal is that the provision for 5% of pre-tax earnings to be given to the Trans Christian Foundation remained intact after the merger, after the IPO. Done. All right. Did you say you're done? Mm-hmm. So you know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. You know what that means, right? Mm-mm, but you're about to tell me. Versus trying to say that my gift is better than yours, Sam. My corporation is much smarter than yours, Sam. I'm going to climb up the mountain faster than you are, Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing this, but Sam, can I ask you a favor? Can you hear me out and see how we can put our heads together and our hearts together and our minds together to basically take over this mountain? Because guess what? I can't do it without you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong line. People don't like to get along with you. I'm just listening, that's all. Go ahead. Uh, you, you said you're done? Guess what? I'm All righty. 
Anybody else got any comments, questions, criticism, complaints? Okay. Anybody else got to go on once? Anybody else got to go on twice? Anybody else got to go on three times? All right, well, nobody got anything. Prayer request time. Good morning, everybody. What's up, Roro? I mean, Nay Nay. Oh. Roro. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good in the hood, like a show. Grateful for my, for my um, grace and favor. You said what? I'm grateful for my grace and favor. Oh, okay. Well, and praise God for that, dear. Praise God. While you were um, saying what you were saying, because I didn't catch all of it, so I'm going to let you know that up front. That's fine. But some of the corporations, like Walmart, um, J and J Fish, you know, is a lot of these companies and their um signs they have a special emblem incorporated in with it. Mhm. To show you who they were. symbols and stuff now, like. Now, for people who belong to those organizations, they know which stores are under are under their stuff. Well, you know what, I mean, that even goes back to, you know, what we're talking about, those secret organizations, the bell worshippers, the Illuminati, all the stuff. Again, they're strategic, and they these are secret organizations, so they're purposely infiltrating and doing things for that purpose. So, you know, we need to be, again, not scared of this stuff, but understand that this is real, they're purposely doing it, and, and, and it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just happenstance. Right. Because uh, one of my coworkers, she was telling me that her her son, and at the time he was under ten, and she was uh she was an avid Walmart goer, art Walmart shopper. Mhm. So she said her son had told her, "Oh, well, mommy, can we go over to Walmart?" And so she was going to the closest Walmart to him. She said, "So he told her, no, not that Walmart, the other Walmart." And she said, wait a minute, Walmart's Walmart. He said, no. And then he went and described the little emblem in between all the marks. Because mm. you got some that's got the equal sign in the middle of all the marks, and then you got the other one that's got that little flower, and I think it's one more. It's different. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, even a kid picks up on these little things. Mm. And like with J.J. Finch, the two fishes in the middle, that's when it was of American owner. But then if you look at the ones where it was the um like the Hindus, that little mark in, in between J and J was different. Oh really? And so you know, I'm sure you've seen some of the movies for where they always made jokes about 
doing something to fried chicken, doing something that was normally in like um ethnic neighborhoods. Mm. Down to like the baby powder and it was a couple of other things. They knew the danger level, but what they did, they went and had marketed towards the ethnic community in order to help kill them off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's very real, and it's always been around, but with people being unknowing mm-hmm. and in the dark, they're going to say, well, you know, it's here. Oh, well, you know, oh, well, I went and got me something to eat. Okay, now you got an image of something, but it has no sound nutritional value. Here it is, and you know it's laden with a bunch of chemicals, but I ate it yesterday. It didn't kill me, but guess what? Just working on it. <laughs> Slowly but surely, they're getting paid to do it. <laughs> right, and you smiling and enjoying, patting your foot, thinking that you're getting something nutritious for your body, and it's making it bad. Yep. And I might say somebody posted yesterday about um, some restaurants. And someone said, you know something? How about you cook your own food and you still pray over it? Because out of all this stuff that people have gotten so used to convenience, Mm-hmm. And then going by, well, I heard and they said it's taking them down. It's, ta- it's taking them on a dangerous path. It's taking them on a very dangerous path. Okay, that's my comment to criticism <laughs> for today. All right, no problem. But you can go ahead and pray for me because nobody's stepping up. Okay, no problem. You ready? Yep. Hi, Rombo did it, Rambo, Kuskid, Kumbrand, the Garago, the Garago, Brand, the Garada, the Garanda, the Gashishi, the Gossish, the Gossish, the Gossish, the Grandrand, the Garambo, the Gossish, the Gossish, the Grandrand, the Grambo, the Gassandaka. Pondrasilgo did it, 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 or it did go say did go did it go did it go did it go darans go nurse to the kubotirka haskar koskar kumboskar kandaka shilukoseshilukasaka holy spirit speak to your daughter speak to your daughter lord shift the things that are necessary and needful so she can draw closer to you let the word of god enter in and move lord let your anointing enter in and move lord as you continue to pour forth your spirit, your love, your grace, and your mercy into her life, Lord. Father God, I'm asking for increase to come into her whole spirit, Lord. Increase of your word. Increase of your grace, your mercy, your favor. Increase of your life. I'm asking for increase to enter in, Father, and help her to rise up to do that which you're calling her to do. Father God, begin to make her manifest. Begin to let her fruit begin to ripen. Begin, Father God, just to transform her into the woman of God that you're calling her to be. Let her not stay in herself. 
herself, but rise up in her spirit and worship you, Father. Oh, she needs to come forth and worship you at a level that she has not ever connected before. She needs to come and commune and worship with you in a very intimate way, Father. Mm. But Father God... And, Renee, I don't really know why I'm asking. Well, I'm just going to say what God tells me. You need to worship him in an intimate way in public. Okay. Now, this is the thing. I'm telling you that, but it's nothing that you can orchestrate. But when you feel the power of God beginning to move in you in a way that it has not ever moved, you need not to try to stop it nor direct it. You just need to yield. And whatever it does, just let it do it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Wow. See, see, okay. I see that, Lord. What do you want me to do? Okay, just obedience. Okay. See, this is the thing. When we try to walk in ourselves to do something that God wants us to do, people see it. Okay, yeah, that's fake. And, uh, because the spirit is not received. And that's what I mean. You, you, you can't. Me, you can't create this scenario. You can't do that. I mean, in all honesty, you might be up in the choir singing, and God might touch you in a way, and you're going to have to yield. But you can't be up in the choir and say, well, okay, now's the time, and I'm going to do this, and you're going to see it's a difference. And I'm just using the choir as an example because I know you're saying, but God is going to use you in a public setting for a personal reason. Wow. Wow. But I got a question for Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what you just told me, and I understand what you're saying, I said, but if I decide on doing it, that's not of him. Amen. Exactly. That's me getting in the way. Exactly. Exactly. But now, also, if you decide on doing it, then that's not him, that's you. Also, if he decides to move and you make a decision to stop him, because he's not going to violate your will. What do I mean by stop him? Uh, you, you start feeling something. Uh, I need to. I need to. I need to go somewhere else. I need to let. I need to cry. I, I don't want to do this in front of people. I, uh, well, whatever. Whatever reasons God is going to do this. It's, 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 it's reasons. And I'm going to come to the word of effect, E-F-F-E-C-T. But it's, a, it's reasons why he's using this and why he's moving in this capacity. So you can't create it, and you need not to try to obstruct it, because either way it will be you, and then you are stopping the flow of God and what he's designed to do. Okay, that. Yep, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, because I already know I'm on display, so. And it's a show, and it's a show to show, let me show more of him and less of me. Amen. Even though the people that's around me just wait and won't watch him. 
they looking at it for it to be me. And the thing of it is, because your naysayers and stuff will see things in you, you might not have caught on to it yet, but they see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you go ahead and project it, then they have no other, they have no other choice but to bow down. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Jesus has said, it is not my time yet. Hmm? I said, but Jesus said, it is not his time yet. Mm-hmm. But when it is, watch God. Praise <laughs> God. Yep, yep. All right, who's next? Uh, you can pray for me. Oh, nah, you won't come talk up. I was asking for you before, but no. I just got on the call like five minutes ago. Uh-huh, whatever. Why? Why were, you, why were you looking for me? Don't worry about it. It's done now. Mm, that means I got to go back and listen, right? Right. That's what you want to do again. Was this during the reading when you was calling my name? Uh, it was too hard to tell the end of the reading, yeah. There was something oh. that talked about something that happened at the conference, so. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry sorry about that. The sister was out cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I ain't going to be sorry. It was needed. Well, you know. So, nope, I wasn't ignoring you. I just wasn't, I wasn't on. We'll get over smoking. All right, you ready for your prayer? I don't know, but I'll give it a whirl. All right. Let's start with the family. Rumble, grinder, go fish, go. Oh, sorry, he won't cap shoes. Ronda, grinder, Ronda, go, 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 Thank you, Father God. Busker go did 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 go Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yoskaraga. Shigiskir go buskaraga. Hondidigese shirgasa. Hoshkaraga. Sakara. That's the family. Amen. For Pamela. Busker go say she go say she go say she go say she go surrenderka. Hora she got a gumbusker go sandras karaganda. Push it to go say, she'll 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 go say, she'll
Um, you know what? Let me check. Probably about 10 minutes, I'm assuming. No, I swear I got on late. So we got a little while. I right, just tell me that. Tell me in a second. Hold on. Okay. All right. You haven't been off since late? Oh, yeah, because you yeah. didn't get on until almost 6.30. Okay. All right. So, all right, cool. All right, I'm going to do this juice and then... Um, read this section to you. You say you just got on the call, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. The church is the light of the world and its members are the salt of the earth, but the marketplace is the heart of the city. To take a city or nation short of war requires conquering its markets, since whoever's in charge of them will run the city. Looking at it another way, it can be said that the captains of the industry are the city's secular elders. The skyline of the city defines its identity the way physical appearance identifies humans. Today's skylines consist not so much of church spires, but of the buildings that house the corporations that breathe life into the commercial arteries. It is right there where the kingdom of God needs to be established. Those are the corporations that must experience the power and presence of God. For a city to be transformed, Complete change has to come to the marketplace, and Christian business people must play a key role. What exactly is that role? The role is always determined by the kind of relationship Christians have with the marketplace. The four levels are, number one, to be a Christian in the marketplace. Number two, to be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. Number three, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And number four, to be a Christian committed to the total transformation of the marketplace. 
On the first level are those who believe the marketplace is an evil place but feel they can hold their ground as Christians. Survival is their objective, and they need a lot of maintenance because they see themselves as POWs forced to survive with dignity in an undignified place. The second level represents those who apply Christian principles in the marketplace. They have a more positive outlook than those on level one, but do not believe that applying Christian principles can do much for the corporates they work for, much less for the marketplace as a whole. These principles allow them to overcome temptations and to keep a good testimony. Basically, they settle for a draw. They will not change the marketplace, and the marketplace will not change them. Mm-hmm. We find Christians who wholeheartedly believe that they can work in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. They seek God every day, they hear from him, and they implement what he tells them. The fourth level represents those who, after they have experienced God's transforming power in the business, see themselves on a mission to transform the marketplace. In this chapter, you'll find examples that belong on the third and fourth levels. Now, I'm going to read those four levels again. But when I read these four levels, I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention because I'm going to ask you not where you see yourself now, where you believe or you desire to be. The first, to be a Christian in the marketplace. Second, be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. The third, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. The fourth, to be a Christian committed to the total transformation of the marketplace. Level one, two, three, or four, which one do you desire to be? Hmm. Read three and four again. I'm going to read them all again. Number one, to be a Christian in the marketplace. Number two, to be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. Number three, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four, to be a Christian committed to the total transformation of the marketplace. Um, if I were to uh, um to answer that question right now without any um serious thought, um, I would say number three. To be a Christian who does business in the fullness and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Correct. That's what you would desire to be. Having to decide at this at this direct moment, then yes. Okay. All right. Number three represents, on the third level, we find Christians who wholeheartedly believe that they can work in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. They seek God every day, they hear from Him, and they implement what He tells them. 
So now, if this is the level that you want to operate on, this is what you need to do. You see God every day. Hear from him, and you implement what he tells you to do. Okay? Okay. Father God, she says she wants to be level three. So, he will take you there, but remember, this is what I need you to understand. Steps one through four are progressive. I'm going to read number one and two again. To be a Christian in the marketplace, that's basically an employee or, 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 or a consumer, as Mark says, you know, you you can be a, you can be an employee. You just got a job, but you're a Christian, or you could just be buying stuff, and you're a Christian. Be a Christian who applies biblical principles in the marketplace. That's somebody who's a Christian, and I begin to apply that which God is teaching me. Not just here, but I'm applying. Number three, to be a Christian who does business in the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit. I have now graduated that I am walking in the fullness of God. And I just talked about that in order for you to do that, you must seek God every day. You must hear from him and implement what he tells you to do. He said he will take you to that level, but you you have to grow up out of one and two. Again, that goes back to where do you see yourself at. So now if you will allow him, he will do what's necessary and needful but you got to work with them. Got to yield. You got to say yes, and you got to grow. If you do that, he will begin to take you to the next level. Is that what you want to do? Yes. All right, then you need to tell him that in your own words. Oh, you want me to pray now? Yeah. Father, I come before you today. Listen to the words. Listen to what Sam has read to me. wanting to be elevated to another level. Father, asking you asking you to help me to help me do better. Asking Father to to feel your your continued presence in my life to 
to see the light that you are shining at me and to know that it is you. Asking you, Father, for help as I continue to seek you, but to seek you daily. To know your presence, Father, to be able to hear from you and to know your voice. And I ask you for help, Father, as I implement what it is that you want me to do the way that you want me to do it, knowing that I cannot do this without you. Knowing, Father, that I will that I will stumble and sometimes I may fall, but that if I continue to seek you, that I will be able to get back up and try again. I do believe I have experienced you guiding the way. You have answered me in the past. You have stepped in. To keep me from total destruction. So I know, Father, that it is not true, that it is me who has to do their part. And I do believe and I do trust And I thank you, Father, for continuing to love me, for continuing to protect me, and for continuing to provide for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right.
Okay, anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? Anybody else want prayer going three times? Okay, though. Somebody pray for me and get off the line. Father, we lift up Brother Sam today. Thanking you, Father, for your for your child. Father, continuing to thank you for his for his obedience. We pray for his continued revelation and discernment. Father, we pray for the continued strengthening of the hedge of protection around him and the armor that he must wear every day. Father, we just thank you that as he continues to to, to stumble and to hit the roadblocks, that it has become second nature for him to seek you first. We thank you, Father, that he is able to hear your voice and that he is able to, to do what it is that you want him to do, even when he does not understand it. We thank you, Father, for the example that it sets for the young man that he is that he is working with, they don't even understand why they're making the changes that they're making in their lives, Father, but we know that it is because of you. And we just pray that that, that he continues to be that beacon of light of you for others. And we just thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Before I get off, I want to pray for my group of people. Let me lift up Kyle Randergosishikosakara. Brandon Hur Randergosishikosakara. The gentleman called Rumboskedogosishikosakara. Renzo Hur Randergosishikosakara. Train area Rumbrandergosishikosakara. Irish Randergosishikosakara. Alyssa Noah Randergosishikosakara. Dana anybody else, Father, run to the good, 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 the good,
Hello?
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.